Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We again cherish the opportunity to come across your radio, your earways, to be able to talk to you out of the book of Psalms. We've been banging through this series that we call Songs in the Night. We know that the book of Psalms deals with uh, really kind of like a hymn-like worship that's inspired by God into the Word of God. Uh, of God. You know, people used to on their knees read these psalms and sing these psalms. They were on their knees. They were they were worshiping a great and a mighty God. It, this is a big deal that we get to go through this book, that we have it sitting in front of us today. It's a big deal that we get to worship the, the great God. You know, with me as always is Stephanie. So, hey, Stephanie, catch us up, man. Well, good morning, Doug. Um, you know what? Doing well. Um, trying to work through many um, upcoming Commitments going to be at Southland Christian Camp. Yeah, um, for two different ladies retreats. So, just a lot, a lot like that working on right now. <laughs> and and I think that's uh, you know, listen, if you haven't been to a ladies retreat, I, I tell everybody this. I know it makes Stephanie mad, but I honestly believe that that Stephanie's one of the better lady speakers. So make sure you get down there and listen to her. And we love Southland Christian Camp and. Uh, though Debbie and I will not be with her, we will be with our hearts, and uh, we know that uh, just having ladies' time down there together for two meetings, and, and we sure do love Amy Herbster. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, Mike and Amy run that camp down there, and Amy is connected to everything lady, everything kid. She she raised four great kids. I love her kids. I think they're all but ones in college. I think the other one goes to college next year. Uh, they're all in Christian school. What a testimony. What a great family. I love their kids. They're great kids. They think on their own. They're smart. They're godly. And uh, that's the kind of examples we want to follow. You know, we want to be more like the Amy Herbsters of the world. Great piano player. Uh, I think yeah. her, uh, give her and Stephanie a piano and just let them go, man. And uh, uh, Or let Stephanie sing away while Amy plays the piano. And uh, it's, it's probably good sometimes that Stephanie actually gets to sing without having to beat on the keys at the same time. I, <laughs> and, and, and Amy is worthy. And, and Mike can sing, you know. No. I mean, that's just a good family. And, and Mike's a good guy. I mean, he's not quite as good looking as I am, but he's got some good stuff oh. going on there. And, what are, you, what are you laughing at? Oh, the ego. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, okay, as long as you're not making him better looking than me, too. We've already been through the Charles thing, so I don't know if we want to add Mike to that live here on the podcast no, for our no, people I'm to listen. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Cause I, I, You know, it took me a while to get over the Charles thing, but I, I got through it. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, uh, so you want to make sure. Uh, you, you try to do that ladies conference all joking aside I think you'll have a good time and I honestly believe that uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find better people than Mike and Amy Herbster who run that camp down there and I'm and I say that with uh with no reservation at all they'll really be a blessing they really work with people don't you think they really care Stephanie I mean they, they just care their heart they put their heart soul and mind into making a difference in others lives yeah and, and it's real to them you know uh, yeah 
And, you know, Mike's uh, father, Carl Herbster, a lot of you know him, was a pastor for many, many years, and all of Mike's brothers. So Mike and Mark are twins, and his brother, Matt. So there's three boys, um, just all of them serving in ministries around the world. I believe Matt, the oldest, is now in Hong Kong, and Mark is uh, uh, serving as, a, uh, I think, the dean uh, up there at Maranatha uh, Baptist University, and, and, and Mike is running a camp there. So just a testimony of how... A family can serve. And you know what? When we're out there searching, Stephanie, and we're needing help on how to parent, and we're needing help on how to do things, and we're needing help on who do you want to go to? Uh, a place like yeah. Southland and, and knowing that, you know, uh, that, that a lady can sit down with you or with Amy and, and know that Amy has raised these four great kids and uh, knowing that you're raising eight great kids. Uh, I mean, that's the place to be. So here we are in Psalm 137. Oh, you might be a knucklehead. That's right. We wanted to go to that. And uh, so you might be a knucklehead if, and, and this is, so I know I've been taking a lot of them. It's hard for Stephanie to come up with knuckleheads. Stephanie thinks things in a good way, so I come up with a knucklehead. She gets a little weird sometimes. and She, she got <laughs> real weird when she was here doing recording. I think I gave her a little bit too much work, only for a day or two, and I, I kind of got over it. But anyway, um, here we are in, in knuckleheads. You know what I'm thinking, Stephanie? I'm thinking that people might be a knucklehead if, they add to the Bible or don't preach the full Bible. And uh, God's got a warning about that in the book of Revelation. Uh, and he talks about doing some pretty bad things to people. That's definitely not a good seat to be in. Yeah, so never add to the Word of God. You know, preach. If it's in the Word of God, preach it. If it's not, stay away from it. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, we don't need your opinions. You know, there's enough of those to go around. And uh, so... That's all I got to say. But again, we're, we're become the start of cults. That's that's what, where cults come from. Is people that that having experienced that such kind of situation where extra biblical opinions became basic, you know, fundamental doctrines of a, of the church. Yeah, there's a problem when that's the case. I agree, and and it's. Sadly, it's all too real, Stephanie. It's all too real. There are ministries out there and stuff adding and, and things. And not most of you know, and again, as we talk about people being stuck in narcissistic environments and stuff, we know we're only talking one out of a hundred. You know, like, yeah. like all my supporting churches are cool. And we share a few. Your supporting churches are cool. I mean, you lost some, but some of the people you lost were total knuckleheads. You know, same here. You know, I'm, I'm th if we did anything by changing ministries, we got rid of the knuckleheads, you know? <laughs> So that's kind of cool. So now we say, hey, we, we got, we're clean now, praise God. But <laughs> here, here we go. <laughs> like, I wonder what you think sometimes. I mean, you just don't ever spell things out. Yeah, yeah. I just say the way they are. You know, I just, I just let people know. And then books that are right with God. So we've been recommending books. So last time I recommended a book, Stephanie will do the next one. But I did the knucklehead. She'll do the next knucklehead. She'll do the next book. But I want to recommend a book. And again, these books were sent to me by my dear friend and a pastor named Dennis Blankenship. And he sent me this book in the mail. I was only able to read about 10 pages this morning. But I, I was really moved by this when I woke up this morning. It's called What to Do When Panic Attacks. Biblical mm -hmm. Advice for Overcoming Anxiety. It was written by Dr. Robert Bax, B-A-K-S-S, Dr. Robert Bax. Casting your care is a result. of It's not a command. It's trust in God. It's, <clears throat> it's all Bible verses. <clears throat> it's the way I write. 
So I think it's a, I think it's a really good book and I recommend it. So yeah, that there's great resources like that. And so we're on Psalm 137, Stephanie, and we start off at the, on the banks of the river Babylon and uh, rivers of Babylon. Uh, Babylon, you know, is right below. So if you, if you're looking at a geographic location, isn't it weird that all these biblical places are out there where all the wickedness is now? Yeah. Uh, the Bible called for all that to happen, you know. Uh, so Babylon is down there in Iraq, in current-day Iraq, in modern-day Iraq. And uh, I guess it's like south of Baghdad a ways. And I don't know how far. At some point, someone, I think, said 40 to 50 miles away or something like that. But we're, that's where we are, where the river's coming in. I think it's the Tigris River. I don't know. I should have done some geography. You don't talk about things you don't look up just before you go to the podcast, but I do because I didn't. I wasn't, my sense wasn't there. You know, I was... <laughs> I just got overwhelmed with Psalm 137 and talking to you guys. But anyway, here we are. We're on Psalm 137, which I think it continues on with this theme, with this whole thing going on. It continues on. It helps us. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we set down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Now, something I should tell you as we're going through this, the word that came to my mind for Psalm 137 is memories. And uh, we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive required us a song, and they that wasted of us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget the O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I, you know what they do, they put it in postscript, and I have to hold the Bible about 16 inches from my eyes. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of thy mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy, remember, O Lord, the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem who said, raise it, raise it even to the foundation thereof. O daughter of Babylon, who art to be destroyed, happy shall be thee that rewardeth thee as thou has served us. Happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones. Oh, what a terrible thing there. So Stephanie, we're reading through 137 and we're reading about this terrible region and these things going on. I mean, what came to your mind as we look through this? Wow. Well, this is, this Psalm always makes me, honestly, it makes me choke up because it feels it's it's so depression it's it's a psalm of depression yeah um, yeah this is this is real this is where these people were and they were in mourning they were in that place of rent clothes with ashes on their head kind of scenario and um i think it's i think it's very um interesting that in the midst of it verse 7 says remember o lord and it's in it's in context to God remembering what what the what his enemies have done, remembering how they've messed over the children of Israel. Yeah. And I think it's very easy. Um, okay, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to stereotype anybody else, but in my flesh, it is very easy for me to go down trails in my head of ways to get justice, ways to get vengeance, and not that those things, doing those things would necessarily be sin, right? Um, but the Lord always brings me back to this, 
of God, you remember. You say vengeance is yours, you will repay. And that's kind of what the psalmist, I think, is, is alluding to here, is remember, Lord. You're the God of justice. You're the God that that promises that you will repay, and would you remember? And I think for someone who has been through abuse, who's been through something traumatic, especially in a situation that never has a resolution, that feels like it never has a resolution, it kind of drags on, it kind of tries to dig its claws into you and drag you down at different times. It, it's never over, if I can put it that way of constantly coming back to that place because we do get depressed. We do get discouraged. We do get overwhelmed. We're humans. And coming back to the Lord and saying, Lord, would you remember? And I think of the Psalm that says, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. And we have to come to that point in these times of discouragement and depression. Otherwise we will, we will sink like Peter did on the sea of Galilee. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it seems like so they're in captive. Obviously, we're dealing with the Israelites being in captive there at Babylon or whatever the case may be. We're, we're finding some good Christian folks, and they're talking about everything in this psalm and things we don't like to talk about, how babies were killed, how they're being told, sing about your God now. Go through and do your psalms now. You know, where's your God at? And, and you know, people are persecuted. That's happening right, literally as I'm speaking. That's happening in Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, people are saying, where's your God? I mean, we all saw them. They, they're, they're flying around our Black Hawk helicopters over there in Afghanistan right now. Our president gave them to them, and they're mocking our Christian nation. Well, we got a president who's a moron. I saw a statement last night that made the comment that uh, it said, uh, Amber Alert, you know, when old people are lost and stuff, it says, 78-year-old lunatic wandering around D.C. making believe he's president. So I, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> And that's not funny, really, but it's true. But I, I think as we look at these things, people taunt the Christian. People do those things. And I think that's kind of what's going on here in Psalm 137. It's opening these wounds in verses 1 through 4. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept. And we remembered Zion, remembered how good things were, and how in the world did we end up over here? We, we hanged our hops upon the willows in the mist thereof. For there that carried us away, kept it, required of us a song. So they're saying, sing to us. Sing to us about you, God. Pull out those psalms. Pull out those things you carry around. And uh, sing us one of those songs of Zion. We want to hear about your Zion. Boy, do people mock God. And we talked just a, a psalm ago, Stephanie, where, uh, where we were saying that, hey, our God is not mocked. You know, and, and there's a time, get to Revelation 6. We know what's going to happen to these people. We know what's coming. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And and they're saying, and they're, I think they're trying to make sense of these memories and what they're doing. And they're asking the question, we got these open wounds. We're in captivity. We're in a bad place. How in the world can we sing about the Lord there? How can we do this? And they're asking us to sing, what should we do? How can we do? And all that's coming to mind. And I think, Stephanie, when we're in that bad place, when we're being held captive, when we're in chains, no matter what they are in the world today, and, and I mean, you've physically been held captive. You've physically had to escape a country. And, and these folks are asking this question, 
how can we do this here? How can we sing about God? But yet you guys sang about God laying on the floors of a van, escaping Cameroon. And, and so I, I guess coming back at you, Stephanie, with these questions, you hate to hear from me. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I mean, they're saying, how can we do this? And so I guess people are saying, how could you have done this? How could you have been singing to God uh, when he let you down? And, and what would you say to that? That God didn't let us down. Amen. Um, your perspective will change your how you respond. And did I, did I have that battle raging in my heart? Yes, definitely. But by the time we were evacuating, I knew God had already done miracles and I can't explain the peace he gave. I can't explain, I can't explain any of that. Um, but God was still God. And because he was still God, his joy was our strength, even through tears, even through so much tension and satanic oppression in the air, you could have cut it with a knife. His presence was real. And because of that, we could sing, he leadeth me. Um, because of that, we could, we could still be more than conquerors through him that loved us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that, um, I think it's important for everybody to remember. And I like the way Stephanie just did that. God is God when it's dark and God and God is God when it's light. God is God in the happy times. God is God in the bad times. And if we forget where we go in either of those times, you know, perhaps this captivity, perhaps this trial, uh, was brought on to show these people that God is God. And I think we see that. I think that that speaks to us there in verses five and six. If we forget the O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her coming. And then in verse six, if I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. I don't, I don't prefer uh, this Jerusalem that's great, that's worshiping God, that's doing right. I prefer the God who made Jerusalem. I prefer the God who, who brought this thing together. And, and so, you know, I think it builds character when we go through stuff like that. Don't you think they're saying there in five and six, I, I think it's a character building exercise that they're messed up. They're saying, man, I remember, I remember memories can be good. Yes. Well, that's, you know, memories for me are so bittersweet because there are times I would do anything to forget but God gave us memories for a reason, um, many reasons. But I think in the sense of there's times when, yes, we do have those bad memories. Yeah. Because they keep us in a place of humility. They keep us in a place of coming back to God saying, I can't do this by myself. This is overwhelming. And you think of David and the, and all of the traumatic events he went through that he had to have had memories of that went with him throughout every single day. And because of that, we have the Psalms because of that. David was a man after God's own heart because those things constantly brought him to the end of himself. And that's the best place to be as, as weird and crazy as that sounds being at the end of ourselves, you know, we're prone to wander of ourselves, you know, we're sheep <laughs> and, um, that's not a compliment. We are prone to wander. We're prone to leave, leave the God we love. Even, even when we love him, we're prone to wander from him. 
And sometimes those traumatic memories, sometimes those things that break us when they come back to our minds are there to remind us that, you know, the song that says, I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour I need thee. And sometimes I think that's why God leaves those memories there because they keep us in that place of laying, at the same time we lay aside weights, we lay aside those memories to run the race. They keep us in that place of humility before the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they do that. I think memories work for that. And, and, and if you're looking at the end of this, this is where it really gets hard. They're talking about, remember, they used to smash the babies and burn them as a sacrifice. And it says, remember, O Lord, that the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem, who said, raise it, raise it, even to the foundation thereof, O daughter of Babylon, who ought to be destroyed? Happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Happy shall he be that taketh the dasheth thy little ones against the stones. And uh, I, I think we need to remember that, that they're coming along and saying, you know, our memories are, encourage us that we're not dealing with these babies being killed anymore, that we have a God that can take these babies. We have a God that um, says, bring hither the little children. And, and I mean, I think this is a good point, Stephanie, for us to explain. Like in your case, you lost uh, three children. Uh, uh, through miscarriage, but knowing that those three children are are with our Savior is a great thing. And I think one of the, one of the things you said to me early on in Consulin is you and Charles' three children are with Charles. Yeah, yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're with the dad, and uh, and and so I think that you know I think you know we can be encouraged from memories. We can be encouraged in our faith and know, look what we've got. Look what we got coming. Look what we can look forward to. Look where we're going. And look at the God who loves the little children. Look at the God who gets us out of here. Look at the God who provides everything we need to serve him. And, and so I think at Psalm 137, as I go through this, and I started by saying, I think it's about memory. I think it's about memory of, of God knowing all these things. You know, memories, God remembers everything. He's omniscient, right? He's all-knowing. And then he's all-powerful. He can stop these things, so he's omnipotent. And there's about a hundred and something omni things out there. You know, there's omnipresent. He's with us. And I remembered about 10 of them one time, but we don't have to go through those. But this is the thing I want to tell everybody who's listening to this. It doesn't matter what today looks like. It doesn't matter uh, whether it's a good or a bad PTSD day. It doesn't matter uh, whether I want to stay in bed all day or this is the day that I, you know, want to throw on my best pair of jeans and sweatshirt and head for a walk or something. It doesn't matter where I'm at. Uh, it's just understanding that, that God builds our character, that God gets us through these things and uh, uh, that he can encourage us and that maybe we should whip on that old pair of jeans and a sweatshirt and go for that walk today and wash the car and have a good day at work and look out for each other and do those things. I think there's, I think there's always a significance in God's word, and that's kind of what I'm finding, Stephanie. I mean, what are you thinking? How would you close this down? Yeah, well, I think um, I agree with you 100%. Um, you make a choice. You know, sometimes... When we're in dis when we're discouraged or we're depressed, the last thing we want to do is even think. The last thing we want to do is even have to make a choice at all, period, about anything. And so it's a really a step of faith when you're at the point at this kind of a low spot. It's a step of faith to make that choice that God, I'm I, I'm I'm giving this to you again. 
I'm going to take those baby steps because I want to serve you and I do trust you, you know, and, and that's huge. That may seem like such a little thing, but when you're discouraged, you're depressed, you're at the end, that's huge. And so take heart that the God that we talked about in Psalm 136, whose mercy endures forever is the same God when you're in the place of Psalm 137, where you're discouraged and depressed, he's there for you. He's holding out his arms saying, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? And uh, so I think that's where we're at, folks. Come on to him. Heavy laden. Be, are you heavy today? Is the world waiting on you? We'll go to God. And uh, remember what he's got you through. Remember where we came from. And remember, more important than that, remember where we're going. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, you get to go to heaven. So, folks, all this, uh, Brother Eric from our production team is going to be sharing some things with you this morning about knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's nothing more important than that. And, friends, do me a favor. Listen to every word. And uh, if you need any help with knowing how to be saved, go ahead and contact us at Help for Wounded Spirits. We'll make sure someone gets a hold of you real soon, and we'll help you out with that. And uh, just keep us in your prayers. We're at camp right now, and uh, we sure could use your prayers. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.